Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Lucky Few Podcast, where we are shifting the narrative by shouting the worth of people with Down syndrome. This is Mercedes, Micah, and Heather. And today we are chatting with an amazing sibling duo, all about advocacy and brotherhood and so much more. Thank you for joining us, friends, and welcome to the Lucky Few Podcast. This week's episode is sponsored by Able Now, tax advantage savings accounts for eligible individuals with disabilities. Are you guys ready to learn more about Able Accounts? With Able Now's live webinars and online resources, you'll discover the advantages of Able Accounts and the National Able Now program. Hear directly from experts as they answer your questions about this new financial tool for people with disabilities in all 50 states. Register for an upcoming webinar and learn more about AbleNow accounts at able-now.com. If you're like me and have two kids at home who need glasses, you're going to love Jonas Paul Eyewear, which continues to be our go-to for affordable and stylish glasses for our Brooksy and someday for Ace when he's a little bigger. With home try-on kits for just $1 and prescription glasses starting at just 79 bucks for frames and prescription lenses, they are the go-to brand for glasses for kids and teens ages 4 to 16. Visit JonasPaulEyewear.com slash TheLuckyFew to save 15% on your next order. All right, before we dive in, I want to pause for a moment and remind all of you lovely listeners to please go rate, review, and subscribe to the Lucky Few Pod. You won't regret it, and we will very much appreciate it. So please, if you can, take a moment and do that. Okay, ladies, siblings. Oh, yes. Um, I'm so excited. Siblings, it's the best. I'm so excited (laughs) to be talking to Pat today, Mr. Patrick, all about him and his brother and their relationship. Me too. I, (laughs) I have to be honest, you guys, and say seeing siblings, people who have a sibling with Down syndrome when they're little Mm -hmm. and this is going to sound so weird, but we'll talk through it. And everyone's little, right? Seeing siblings as adults. And oftentimes the, the sibling with Down syndrome is significantly shorter. <laughs> and all of a sudden you're like, I always think like, I try to envision that with my kids. Like I try to think of truly invasive. I'm not joking. I, I do this often, at least weekly where I watch them interacting. And I think, gosh, as adults, what are they going to look like and like physically together? And then even that there's some gaps in skills and there's some gaps in intellectual abilities and things like that, that is going to be fine and great, Mm -hmm. but like Mason's the big sister. And then already it seems like truly is passing her up in certain areas. And like, I just am so excited to see them as adults and out in the world. Right. And like, Truly, can you just please take your sister to go do whatever? Or like, I don't know. I get 
excited about it, but it also feels whenever I see adult siblings, I think it just is so different than what I'm do dealing with, dealing with <laughs> what I'm living through. Like my, my experience, it's so different yes. and it's hard to envision. But I can I hear you in that. Yeah. Like they're all the kids right now. They're doing kids right now, things right now. They're a little crew. And I always feel like the adult sibling relationship, the person with Down syndrome is so endearing about their sibling. Like, oh yeah, that's my brother. Oh yeah. That's my sister. Like you could just see the endearing love and it's, and it's in reverse too. I just, it really catches my attention with the sibling relationship. The person with Down syndrome really lights up when they talk about their siblings or their parents. Yeah. There's a, you know, my experience is a little different because you guys both have older kids and then younger siblings who, who don't have Down syndrome. And because Ace is the youngest, sometimes I have to remind myself that August and Brooks were little when Ace was born because it feels like they've always been this age and Ace has always been this age, you know, like the, I, because Ace's development has been stretched out further mm -hmm. and so much like he, I, I have to remind August and Brooks, he's not a baby anymore because they're, they still treat him like he's their little baby doll. But also I'm always shocked every time I look back and I see like a seven-year-old August oh, with Ace yeah. and because he was a little guy uh -huh. and, and I always think of August as a 12-year-old with Ace, if that makes sense. No, it does. And he, yeah, but I, I think I'm seeing as they get older, how much they are taking on that kind of caregiver role, how much mm -hmm. they are stepping in to like drag him along or to, to bring Ace over to their friends. And, and so much of that is, um, yeah, their pride there. And it's changing the way that their friends see him. Yeah. It's just their normal. Right. Yeah. And I'm excited to talk to Patrick about his relationship with his brother and his childhood and his adulthood and all the things they're doing, but like it, I still, because I'm not, around a lot of adults with Down syndrome, I don't have a sibling with Down syndrome. Like I said earlier, like I see it from afar and it seems kind of foreign, like this foreign idea, but it's only ever gonna be true as normal. I think about Truly all the time, sandwiched between two people with Down syndrome, Truly doesn't have a neurotypical peer. And so I always think like, what will that mean? But it's only, it's always gonna be what it is for her. It's not like, mm -hmm. oh, all of a sudden one day this happened to her or, anything, you know? And so it's just her, her normal. So right. exciting. I know. Well, let's <laughs> dive right in. Okay. So brothers Zach and Pat are on TikTok and they're kind of blowing up. <laughs> they're so fun. They strive to educate and entertain with their positive comedic and wholesome skits and dance videos. Food is their love language, which is a huge part of their Latin culture. If they are not busy creating content, you are sure to find them enjoying some of their favorite foods like pizza and tacos. Those are my favorite too. <laughs> this brother duo advocates for the Down syndrome community and those with disabilities with the message of kindness, hope, and love. 
Pat is representing them both today, and we are so honored to have him. Welcome to the show, Patrick. Hi, everyone. Uh, it's a pleasure to be on here, and uh, really excited just to, to talk to you three and share our story a little bit. It's so awesome. Thank you for being here, Pat. We, we want to know more. We obviously, I, I'm guessing most of our listeners have watched your videos, which are everywhere and amazing. And we would love to know a little bit more about you and Zach and, and your family. Yeah, so, um, so me and Zach are six, year, six and a half years apart, um, born and raised in Southern California, beautiful, sunny California. Um, and for us, uh, our life has always been like, sort of like random and like sort of chaotic, um, but in a fun way, right? Like we moved a lot when we were younger. Um, we grew up very close to our family and to our cousins. And what part of, part of the thing we always like express is like, we're kind of just like everyone else. We just hang out, love food, um, love to play video games, love to create content and uh, love to be in the company with each other as well as uh, our family. Um, I feel like I always have to say like, because uh, of our TikTok videos and people know like, always ask like, hey, where, where are your parents? How much are your parents involved? Um, our parents are very much involved in our lives. Uh, so just, so, just want to get that out there. Um, our mom's very involved in our TikTok. Our dad is very supportive. And so overall, like, it's always been like a really cool like family and like learning and growing together and just hanging out. That's kind of us. Do you, so six years apart, do you have other siblings? No, it's just us two. Okay. And who's older? Me. Um, okay. So I'm 26 and Zach's 20. Okay. Very cool. So then what's your earliest memory of having, like knowing your brother has Down syndrome? So I get that question a lot and um, I don't know what it is, but I don't remember it. Mm-hmm. Um, there, it's always been kind of, kind of just is like there, I don't know any other alternative to my brother, like a brother without Down syndrome or um, anything like that, like he's my brother. Um, mm-hmm. It's just kind of that plain and simple for me. So when I get asked that question, there isn't like a moment in time um, that like, hey, this person was like looking at my brother a little different or a conversation that I had with um, my parents. Like, I don't remember that time. My first like really, really like big memory of my brother was when he was born, super excited to have a brother to mm-hmm. finally like hang out with, play with. I was like, okay, we're gonna do this. We're gonna like color, we're gonna, um, go outside and play some basketball, like play some sports, like all these different things, like on my uh, my six-year-old agenda, I guess you could mm-hmm. say. So like, that was my first. And then like my second was actually him having um, open heart surgery. So mm-hmm. that's when I knew things were like a little different, but not necessarily like Down syndrome related. Mm-hmm. What was it like growing up with a brother with Down syndrome? And have you guys always been this close? I think for the most part, yeah, we've always been pretty close. Um, again, like I, I'll repeat it, like to me, it, it's normal. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know an alternative. Um, and like, it's like a cool normal, right? Like mm-hmm. I get, he's my best friend. Uh, he's my homie with the extra comedy. We get to do videos <laughs> together, get to hang out. 
play video games. Um, so it's like awesome. Uh, the if we're talking about like the little negatives, right? Like the negatives have always been like people's uh, negative perception. Because mm. um, again, the negative perception, whether that started when I was like six years old or when I like remember it more around like 10, 11, it was like, hey, like what, what the heck's going on? Why, why are people treating my brother different, treating my family a little different? Like why? So it's a lot more mm-hmm. questions than answers. Mm-hmm. Um, but that never stopped me and my family from like being close or me and my brother from like, just like living life together. So it was like weird because everyone said it was weird, but it was completely normal to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know any different and it's yeah. great. Mm. We would love to talk more about your TikTok videos. And, you know, I know when I first discovered you guys and started seeing them, but I want to know the background of like where you got the idea to start making these together and when you started and, you know, how it kind of caught on. It's now, it's got a life of its own now, Pat. (laughs) It does. does. Um, So many amazing uh, supporters, followers, and friends that we met on the app and like just truly grateful for how fast it's taken off and how much like positivity like everyone has shown us. I think when it like started, right? Like I have to go back a little bit. Um, So Zach's 20, right? So he was about, I would say 12, 13 years old when uh, he sort of like dived in and like discovered YouTube. Mm -hmm. So he loved YouTube. Um, These content creators called the Merrill Twins Um, as well as other content creators that he like continued to watch and he would watch the same episode on repeat the same Mm -hmm. intro on repeat like sort of like studying them Mm -hmm. and being like hey I want to be this person Mm -hmm. um so like it started there uh me I you may not see it on camera now but like at the beginning you go back to some of our beginning videos like kind of get like a little camera shy. Like it feels mm-hmm. weird talking to uh, people that you're not really talking to, but are um, compared to this, like it's a it's a conversation. Like I could see you, I could like hear, hear all of you. With creating videos, like there, there's none of that there. Mm-hmm. So I was like nervous. Zach's over here like, okay, yeah, let's do this. Like I'm excited. Um, Cause it's always been a dream of his. He's mm-hmm. always wanted to do social media specifically YouTube. So when TikTok came along, we saw it as a smaller version of like YouTube because YouTube is typically longer videos, TikTok, um, 15 to 30 second type of videos uh, with music. So Mm -hmm. he loves music with some dancing. He loves dancing. And we're just like, okay, like, let's try it out. Uh, Me and my mom had a conversation about like, hey, like I think Zach, can be really good at this. Like, I think this mm. is something he could thrive in. I don't know if we're gonna get like followers, engagement. Like, I was like, I don't know. Like, definitely out of my expertise, I guess you could say. And we just started posting videos. We're like, yeah, we think he could help uh, change narratives and change perspectives mm-hmm. and like honestly change the world mm. um, just by being him. 
And so went for it and all of a sudden like blew up. We've been on the app for uh, like a year and a month or so. And again, 5 million followers later, we're like, what the heck is happening? I, yeah. It's still mind blowing to us. Wow. Was there a video that like is a particular one when that all happened? That there, there was, was a big push? So I think it was a video of um, like me coming home. So uh, before it started uh, social media, I actually was in Colorado. Again, we live in California, uh, finishing up my master's degree. So being away for two years, five years before that, so seven years total at college was really tough like on me and my family and Zach because again, how close we are. And he, and he doesn't understand the, like, hey, I have to do this to yeah. kind of do my own thing, my own career. Um, even though I didn't go down that route, we're doing social media now. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, it was the moment that I was like, hey, like, I'm finally back home. And like, my mom was able to like capture that moment. Um, so that got like, I think like 3 million views uh, wow. within the first two weeks of us posting on social media. And wow. then after that, like, it would just be like random viral videos, um, education videos about Down syndrome or about our relationship or about food. Um, it would just be all completely uh, random or dancing. Yeah, you, you're, the videos are so good and your advocacy work is so powerful. I was looking online, there's a video that you did for downstream awareness in partnership with other people, well, a lot of people in it where you handed a heart, like a yellow heart, like you're handing it through the screen. I think people are familiar with this concept. And there's a lot of adults with Down syndrome in the video. And I, we've talked about it before, I think because of where we're at in life, we are mostly interacting with people who have little ones with Down syndrome. I've been saying for years now, joking, like I need more friends who have Down syndrome. Like where are the 30, I'm 38. I know I look a lot younger than that, but where are the 38 year olds with Down syndrome that will be my, my BFFs and social media wasn't around 38 years ago. So the social media space is so young. Or have you found that there is this desire for people to see adults with Down syndrome in a space where that's been lacking? And, and are you guys aware, or have you guys noticed too that there is such a lack of adults in with Down syndrome in the social media space? Do you see that changing? So, so much there, right? Like I think yeah. when we look at social media as a whole, right, it's so new still, even mm -hmm. though it's been around for like mm -hmm. 10 plus years, like it's still pretty new. When I look at social media, whether it's Instagram or Facebook, I see a lot of like moms advocating, right? Mm -hmm. Even growing up, like I never saw myself as a sibling or like you said, adults with um, Down syndrome, it was typically moms and mom's killing it. Moms are doing great. Like the advocacy work that moms do is something to be admired and be learned from, right? And so that that's kind of like where it's at. I think there still needs to be like more representation. Mm -hmm. um, but if we're talking about specifically the Down syndrome, like that's typically where a lot of like that social media I see. And so naturally if it's moms, it's gonna be younger kids. Mm -hmm. uh, younger kids who may not understand social media yet or barely learning about social media again, depending on the age. Um, so it's through a mom's perspective. And I think that's great. Mm -hmm. So when we started TikTok, me and my mom sort of talked about like, hey, like we don't usually see like 
a sibling duo or siblings from like a sibling perspective or even from an individual with Down syndrome, mm-hmm. um, like their own perspective. Uh, so like, how do we show that? Because uh, we see it uh, lacking, right? Like the lacking of representation kind of kind of just is. So how do we like break through that potential barrier? So I think there's definitely from individuals with Down syndrome, absolutely. Like they are wanting someone to look like them. We get constant messages like hundreds a day of like, hey, like I have Down syndrome, like nice to meet you, Zach. And like, mm-hmm. it's so good seeing someone that looks like me. We also get constant DMs of like, hey, I've never seen siblings. Like, thank you so much for like putting things that are in my mind that like I haven't been able to sort of like share or understand. Um, and these are like 13 year olds, right? Like 13 year olds, a lot of messages. Um, and adults uh, with siblings and adults with Down syndrome as well. So there is definitely like a a want for it, right? Like we don't see this, we want to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if TikTok is like changing or maybe it's just the people that we found on TikTok, but we see a lot more sibling uh, duos, trios that are blowing up and like sharing their story. Whereas like Instagram, I see a lot more like moms, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think once you start on social media and just life in general, getting the perspective from like everyone, because mm-hmm. all of you are moms, right? Like no matter how we look at it, your perspective is gonna be different and your experience may be a little different because of our, the relationships we have with, um, our loved ones with Down syndrome or because of their age or because of their life experiences, right? That That's natural. And so being able to, to show that and people being like, hey, like I've never seen this before, you could tell there's, that's missing. Mm-hmm. Like you're on the right track. Yeah. I love that. What has been the most difficult part of advocating online for you and Zach? This, this may sound weird, but for me, the most difficult part uh, has been like, I guess that the stories that people share. Um, and what I mean by that is like, we have, again, we get so many messages a day. There's quite a bit of messages from older folks or even younger folks saying like, uh, like, thank you so much for sharing. And like, uh, I want to share with you this person that had Down syndrome. Uh, unfortunately they passed away Mm. Uh, whether that's like medical reasons or like age or anything like that and naturally like that is one of my biggest fears with my brother like him Mm. passing away started because one of my beginning memories was him having open heart surgery right Mm. so for me that's been like one of the hardest things of like like I like I don't know what you're going through but I'm so sorry like thank you for sharing, like, we love you, and, like, but, but what do you, I don't, I don't know what to say, (laughs) a lot of times I have words, and, like, I could, like, say things, like, because I love talking to people, but that, that right there, it's, like, all I could say is I love you, and thank you for sharing. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the best, (laughs) and it's hard, too, to have to hold that, I mean, Mm -hmm. there's so much, I think, 
all of us on social media who get messages from people who people are trusting us with their reality and their truth. And there's, they're telling you something that is also hard for you to hear. And it's a lot of, it's a lot. It can be a lot to have all those messages coming your way. And so again, it's like the hardest thing I think for us with social media, but again, it's so beautiful. Cause like you said, people are trusting us. People are want to share the story. People want to connect. And that right there, like, even though it's a little hard, I'm like, like you'll be fine like you'll get over it like it's beautiful yeah yeah does does Zach ever get overwhelmed or it, there be a moment where you're like we need to record this thing and him he's like no I'm out um, <laughs> a little bit not too much again typically what happens is like um he wakes up really early like too early for me um so sometimes I'll wake up at like 6 a.m and he'll be like hey Patrick let's do a TikTok. And I'm like, dude, can I, can I wake up? Can I like maybe shower? Um, (laughs) Like we can't just do a TikTok right now. Um, So like, I would say 95% of the time he's like, let's do it. He's the one initiating. But there are times like, hey, Zach, like, let's do a TikTok. We have to do this TikTok. He's like, no, thank you. Like, I want to like pee away from everyone. Mm-hmm. natural right like cool like you know we're, we're all humans like sometimes we don't want to be around other people and like just watch tv or um he typically listens to music so when that happens like we just give him a space and be like okay wait you let us know when we're ready when you're ready and when you want to do um some videos typically that will be like depending on the day like right after like he he was hungry and he's just wanted to eat or like a couple hours later he'd be like okay I'm ready now mm-hmm. and so mm, love that. he um, just loves what he's doing he loves yeah. it he loves, awesome. it. He, he loves what he's doing he again like this is his dream mm. um, this is his dream his passion it's something he's been like dreaming up ever since he was 13 12 13 years old and so him I don't know if he realizes like his dream is coming true Mm -hmm. uh, or he just enjoys doing videos with me and like hanging out with um with our family and like we're just doing our thing and like Mm -hmm. living life um it's kind of cool like your full-time job is like to hang out with your brother Uh, and I think we both feel that on a pretty pretty amazing level I love that one thing I really wanted to touch on was um, you guys talk a lot about your Latin culture. Um, how do you think that plays into your advocacy for Down syndrome? And do you find that your culture embraces disabilities? So I'll answer the second question first, right? Like, okay. do, I, do I believe like our culture embraces disabilities? I think if we're talking about Down syndrome specifically, I've never seen from my family and my culture, like, like the, I'm going to, I'm going to say the eel factor of like, keep that person away from me or I've never felt that or anything like that. There has been sometimes like a lack of understanding, but Mm -hmm. that oftentimes in our family has come with questions, right? Mm -hmm. Specifically kids, um, like our younger cousins, like 
again, if you don't know, like you don't know, mm-hmm. right? Like, so you have to come with like a level of like level of love and empathy and grace. Mm-hmm. And I think from our family, like there has been that. Um, as a whole, like the Latin culture regarding disability, I think that's a little bit more complex and nuanced because uh, disability has been seen as a, a bad thing, as weak as, um, especially for men in, in the Latin culture, right? Oftentimes don't talk about mental health or oftentimes um, anytime someone is on disability, like physically, uh, it's like, oh my gosh, like I'm weak or you're weak. Uh, and so there has been that like, that negative perception as a whole Mm-hmm. Um, that I think trying to combat in different ways through through our social media. Mm-hmm. But talking about Down syndrome, we we've experienced nothing but love, and when it is that misunderstanding, typically it's from random people. Um, yeah, or that ignorance um, or the those those looks those looks that kind of pierce your pierce your soul of mm-hmm. like hey we stop that um mm-hmm. and absolutely so I think with our Latin culture like one of the big things we always like express is that food and family mm-hmm. right there's so much to, to our culture right like it's so beautiful and it's um so many different things in terms of language clothing and all these different things um but for us it's always been about food and family so being able to show that um to our TikToks in a fun and creative way and what people a lot of times say is uh, they've never seen someone on social media that uh, is a person of color mm-hmm. uh, that has Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. Right? They typically see white individuals with Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, right, like thinking about different spaces, but more representation of white folks with Down syndrome, mm-hmm. um, whether that's adults or kids. And so again, showing that like, hey, like, you look like me and people are like, oh my gosh, people look like me on social media. I've never seen this before. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's something we are also very aware of. Yeah, it's so important. We've talked about it on our podcast a lot. And I think that that there is a, that maybe it is a bad thing, you know, like that because representation is so important. And I, and I love that when you're showing up, that you're showing up representing siblings and you're showing up representing the Latin people. And that's super, it's really, really important because we know that Down syndrome doesn't discriminate mm-hmm. with cultures and races, that it's everywhere. And so the spaces that we show up in, they should be diverse in that way. So what you're doing, I think is so important on, on all different levels. Mm-hmm. And there's like that intersection there of ethnicity and race and ability. And so I'm grateful for you guys showing up in an intentional way like that. I think it's paramount to the Down syndrome narrative being shifted the way that I think all of us want it to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thanks for doing that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's important to like show those different perspectives, right? Like mm-hmm. again, because of our race, because of our upbringing, and our experiences, like our experience is going to be different than someone that of a different race or a different mm-hmm. or a different socioeconomic background, right? Like there's all these identities we have to consider. I know Mercedes and Heather, like 
you to adopt, right? Like have adopted. That in itself is gonna be a much different experience than someone who hasn't adopted before and how much that is needed in the Down syndrome community and how much perspective that gives as well. Mm. Thank you, Pat, definitely. What is one thing you wish the world knew about your brother, Zach? I think for me, what is important, one thing I wish like people knew about my brother is that uh, he could do anything he wants. And that goes for like every individual with Down syndrome, disability, whether someone has a disability or not, like anyone could do anything that they truly want to do. I think as a society, we have to do better in um, creating more opportunities, creating more conversations, creating more accessibility, because people ask all the time, right? Like, how the heck does he do these videos? Mm -hmm. Um, People ask that. And really, like, part of the thing is, like, seeing his abilities and seeing what he's capable of and his passion and being like, hey, setting up the situation for him to succeed. Right. Because if mm-hmm. we just give him the phone and be like, hey, like, just record, he's going to, sometimes he may be like, okay, what do I do with it? Mm-hmm. Right. So like, we maybe have to help him record or may have to like, sort of direct him in different ways. Again, so we set up the situation, set up the scenario for success. And yeah. if we apply that to life, whether that's life, job, school, whatever situation, anyone could be successful. Anyone could do anything that they truly want to with the right accessibility, with the right, with the right mindset. Mm. I love it. Yes. It's so good. Pat, one of the things that I admire so much is how you saw what Zach loved, that you weren't just like, I'm going to force my brother to have a social media account, you know, but you were like, this is what he loves. He loves making videos. I'm going to set him up. I'm going to show him how to do it. I'm going to support him all the way. And every day he gets to do this thing he loves and he's found success in it. And what you're saying about accessibility, like that, it really is across the board. I, what we all should be doing for the people in our lives who have disabilities that to give them the opportunity to pursue what they're passionate about. And I, I mean, I think when I think about my dreams for my older sons and the kind of sibling that I hope that they are to their brother with Down syndrome, it's that sort of thing. It's, I don't, I don't need them to baby him. I don't need him to live with them, but man, if they could see what he is passionate about and give him the opportunity to pursue that, what a dream that would be. Mm-hmm. So as a, as a mom, I'm proud of you, Pat. <laughs> You're a good well, brother. You. <laughs> Thank you. That means a lot. Uh, it truly does. Like, again, I, I, I'm so humbled, like, cause to me, it's just, it's just normal, right? Like, it's like, hey, like, why wouldn't I do this? Or why wouldn't, again, it's a team, me and my mom and Zach, like, why wouldn't we come together and just like do something that we enjoy? And I think people, one of the biggest pieces of advice I could give to people is to like, to do that, like do things that you enjoy. One of the biggest things I enjoy in life is just hanging out with my brother. 
like it's, it's kind of that simple and so like doing it in a maybe public setting right through content creation is just one way to like to do that um mm -hmm. i get to work from home and we get to live life together mm -hmm. oh. well thank you so much pat we are gonna move into our, our favorite part, good news. So if you could think of a piece of good news to share about Zach, be great. And right now we're gonna hear from our sponsor. This week's episode is sponsored by ABLE Now, tax advantage savings accounts for eligible individuals with disabilities. Are you ready to learn more about ABLE accounts? With ABLE Now's live webinar, you'll discover the advantage of ABLE accounts and the National Able Now program. Hear directly from experts as they answer all your questions about this new financial tool for people with disabilities. On the Able Now website, you'll also find past webinars available on demand, as well as the latest news and saving tips on the Able Now blog. These free resources will help you understand the ins and outs of new tax advantaged Able accounts. Learn how Able Now is helping eligible individuals and their families in all 50 states, save for the future, without endangering certain disability benefits such as Medicaid and SSI. Feel prepared to start investing in your future or your eligible child's future with ABLE Now. Register for an upcoming webinar and learn more about ABLE Now accounts at able-now.com. Jonas Paul Eyewear was founded by Ben and Laura Harrison when their son Jonas was born nearly blind at birth. This was extremely unexpected news. They used this new challenge as fuel to launch Jonas Paul Eyewear, which now specializes in glasses for kids and teens ages 4 to 16 years old. Jonas Paul is on a mission to help kids feel beautiful and confident in their glasses. They have at-home try-on kits, which allows your child to try on the glasses for a week without ever leaving your home. And when you're ready to order, prescription glasses start at just $79, including prescription lenses. And right now, they're offering blue light blocking lenses, which are perfect for the extra screen time and online learning that so many of our kiddos are doing. So if you're in need of glasses, head to jonaspauleyewear.com and type in 15, the lucky few for 15% off just for listening. All righty, Micah, take it away. Sometimes there are siblings and they have good news to share. Good news to share. Woo! Do you have a brother with Down syndrome? What is your good news? <laughs> yes. yes. So Patrick, every week on the show, we, talk, we share good news. And we, our listeners share it, people write in, we ask our guests, and just a reminder for all of our listeners, or if you're a first-time listener, we do this because we know, having a loved one with Down syndrome in our life, that we have opportunities to celebrate the big things and the little things and everything in between in such a unique way. And so good news can be, my kid ate a piece of broccoli for the first time. And there's a sense of understanding in, in this community that that can be a very big deal. We'll celebrate it. Also, my loved one with Down syndrome, you know, survived open heart surgery. Also some good news. And then it can be anything in between. So Patrick, mm -hmm. do you have off the top of your mind, we're putting you on the spot a little bit here. Can you think of some good news about your brother, Zach? 
I think it's a overarching of his language has improved greatly uh, mm-hmm. since starting social media. He is talking more. This was a, a guy that we didn't know um, if he was going to be verbal because the first 11, 12 years of his his life, he was he was very nonverbal, mostly communicated through sounds and sign language. So seeing the growth from even like last month, like he's talking more. Um, so much that we can't get him to stop talking, which is awesome. <laughs> um, so I think that's something that uh, is always good news in our household and something we're very grateful for. Mm. That's so encouraging for me because my five-year-old is nonverbal. And yeah, just whenever I hear from other people who whose kids took longer and longer and longer, like that's, it's, there's never a point that they have to have language by for it to, to be coming later. It's- exactly. And I think that's so important for uh, parents, siblings, um, and individuals with Down syndrome that like, like sometimes listen, right? Like it's, it's your own individual journey. Uh, mm-hmm. We are in a society that is very comparative. Uh, like, oh, I see this mom or this individual Down syndrome, like they're talking at like, four years old, uh, my child doesn't, or my sibling doesn't. And it could be so like discouraging in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. right? Because we compare. Um, and I think it's just a day, day by day mindset that we have to get into. And like you said, celebrate those little things, celebrate um, maybe that little sound or that little word that, <laughs> the individual Down syndrome uh, has done. And mm-hmm. I, one of the big things I hope I could also express is like, like I hope people don't compare mm-hmm. um, us, right? Like, yeah, we have a big social following. Uh, a lot of people see us as sort of like the first siblings or uh, one of the first individuals with Down syndrome that is super big on social media even though there has been plenty. I wanna acknowledge that there has been plenty. I hope people aren't comparing, saying like, wow, my child is 20 years old and not doing this, or um, why can't X, Y, Z happen? Like these siblings are doing it. We've had our own individual struggle. We've had our own individual journey. Um, What people are seeing is the product. We've only been on social media for a year. People are seeing the product. Mm. Years and years of work, years and years of, is my brother going to talk? Is he going to be able to do this? Years and years of doubt. So don't compare, like you're on your own individual journey, your own individual path, like you got this. Yes. Yes, and amen. Yeah. Yeah. We have one piece of good news from a listener at k-n-o-r-r-i-6 she says my five-year-old daughter parker started kindergarten this year and she's in a typical class all day with an assistant she loves school and we've already noticed a huge improvement with her communication skills and an increased desire to learn and be independent 
Woohoo. Good girl. Yeah. And it's school. I mean, I think we should be celebrating anybody who's writing and whose daughter is like going to school at all. So that way to go, Parker. That's awesome. Ah, that is great. Can I still just admit that I'm so happy we're celebrating and I'm also so bitter because I'm about <laughs> to leave this room and go work <laughs> with my first grader, and convince him to stay in his classroom surrounded by his toys in his bedroom. It's all very Yes. Easy. Yes. All right. Thank you, Patrick, for being with us today. And to all our listeners, thank you so much for joining us, friends. As always, we want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail or a DM on Instagram and share about your family and your good news about your loved one with Down syndrome. And if you have a product or business that wants to help us shout the worth of people with Down syndrome, then we'd love to partner with you. You can email us at hello at the lucky podcast.com for sponsorship opportunities and a huge thank you to our editor josh avis our producer val schleder our sponsor and all of you who have shared the lucky few podcast with friends and who have listened faithfully and cheered us on this whole time don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts And remember our sweet, wonderful, loving, dear listeners supporting your loved one with Down syndrome. You are a shouter of worth and a narrative shifter. So keep on keeping on. We're cheering for you. Bye, everyone. See you soon. Bye. (laughs)